you catch Michelle having sex in the room? No, they were just making out. All right, it's still bad enough. Oh my God, yeah, I was like 11. So I was just all like, ow! I was like, ow! my sister! Get off of her! You animal! <laughs> Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 Like you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. I'm your host, Nikki Levy. I'm so happy to be here with you. I just have to tell you guys a story. So, mother fucked my mom today. You know, I give her a call. Her birthday's tomorrow, so I want to check in. And she tells me that she is going away for a couple of days with her new boyfriend. We will call her new boyfriend Barry because, you know, that's his name. So she's going away with Barry and she's like, so Nikki, I bought this pair of underwear. And immediately I'm like, oh God, don't say it. Like you're going away with him. That's enough. Like, I don't want to even, I don't want to think about what else happens. And now you have this pair of underwear. Like in my mind, I'm already like turning off and like, I, I like throwing up a little bit. I can't hear it. She says, I bought this pair of underwear. It's very sexy. It's like a one piece. Now, what my mother is talking about is a nighty, like a negligee, the kind of thing that straight women wear for straight men, like in the 80s. Do you, do, do you guys still do that now? Are there straight people who listen to this podcast? Do you still? It's like lace and, and satin. So my mother hasn't dated in a while. So she's apparently buying 90s and negligees like it's 1985. So I'm, I'm really grossed out now. She says it's very sexy, but I can't wear it because it's very uncomfortable on my skin. It's very scratchy. Now I bought two. I'm going to send it to you in Scotland. Guys, my mother is trying to pawn off her worn nighty onto me and my wife. Is this, this is, is there any reason why anyone should be surprised that I have no boundaries? My mother is trying to give me a secondhand nighty that she previously tried on to wear with her boyfriend. I'm disgusted. Okay, guys, we have an amazing episode today. We have the incredible drag queen, Shay Coulee. She won RuPaul's Drag Race. She is a brilliantly talented costume designer, singer, dancer, artist. She tells us all about her childhood growing up in Illinois, growing up with a reverend mother. Uh, and then the time she almost set the kitchen on fire. Uh, her mom is off, I don't know, preaching somewhere in the in the Midwest. So we are joined by Shay's bestie, Shay's sister, Tiger Lily, who is hilarious and funny and wonderful. And we just have a whole gay old time. Here is the wonderful Shay Coulee right after this. God, I'm so disgusted. I'm still disgusted. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't, just don't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Shay. 
Hi, Nikki. How are you? What's shaking? Does anybody say oh, that to you? Know. What's shaking? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's shaking? It's normally my ass, but um, that's would, normally I how I start my mornings. It. Yeah, a cup of coffee and a nice good ass shaking around the kitchen island is really what gets me started. Are you in Chicago? I'm actually in LA right now. I like literally just landed and oh. got to my Airbnb like an hour ago. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in LA? What are you here for? Um, I'm here to write some music. So I'm going to be writing for a couple of days before um, I go on vacation for the first time in like two years. Now, in your way of like songwriting, do you have music or lyrics written and then you're here to collaborate or are you literally like jamming with people figuring it out as you go yeah we literally just like get together in a room i describe like what i'm feeling what i want to like create that day they'll start playing something we'll catch a vibe i'll like hum a melody and then when i have like a melody in my head then i'll start putting words to it and then we just kind of build it from there and so i always love to see what we like create every time we go into a room and just try and put our ideas and our feelings and our talents together that's awesome well thanks for joining me on the podcast right off an airplane i mean if i were you i'd literally be passed out right now i was like she like sitting next to a child so it's great to have a dull conversation you... <laughs> are you serious was it an annoying kid or a, or a cool kid you know he he was like so young. He was like maybe three, and he was in the middle seat. And you know, he immediately like I I don't I I'm not around children often, so he right. immediately sat down. His mom was sitting somewhere else on the plane because that's just you know their tickets or whatever. Um, and he had his like mask down, and he immediately <gasps> like sneezed, and no. all the snot went flying oh God, onto no. the seat in front of him. And I was like, Shay. Oh my God. The sneeze scared me at first, but he was a really sweet little toddler. He he was on his little iPod. At one little point, he like no. fell asleep over on me. And I was like, oh, okay. Those little kids all, all sleep on you're me. You're like, so I hated fine. you, but now you're, now you look cute. Yeah. I was like, sleeping. now you're, yeah. I was like, yeah, now you're adorable because you're like sleeping watching PBS kids on your iPad. So, you know, I guess I'm not as sinister and as, as I think I am towards um, children. And you grew up in Illinois? Yes, Plainfield, Illinois. Yeah, it's like an hour and 10 minutes outside of Chicago. How was that? It was very, I was a lot of firsts for a lot of people in that town. They just had not really met anybody um, quite like me. I know the teachers and the students, because we moved there when I was like five. Uh Um, From Indiana. I was born in Indiana, and then we like moved there when I was like five, because my dad's job. Um. But yeah, no, it was a, and it's oddly enough to say that moving from like, because where we lived in Indiana, you know, there was, there was, you know, it was so multicultural. So it was a big culture shock to spend like my first five years being exposed to a bunch of different people to then going to like this really like lily white, um, what was like a farm town. Like that was mostly, it was like agriculture, like it was like out there. So yeah, it was, it was. It was lonely. I didn't have very many friends. Um, But then, like, when I got into, like, theater um, was when I started to, like, meet like-minded, sensitive, artistic 
kids. And then, you know, I started to make more friends and like, you know, build more self-confidence and things like that, you know, and how the story goes. We always know how to like find our tribes. It's true. You know, us like misfits, weirdos, queers, we we seek each other out because we're we we don't want to feel alone. Yeah. Like when I first started making friends like in theater, my um first girlfriend um when i was in sixth grade has now transitioned and is a trans man and no i was just so like I, I was like oh i was like you know what we talk about it all the time <laughs> and and he's like of course because here's the thing i remember at the at the time when they were ashley yeah um you know, I, I was just all like, wow, I've never had somebody flirt with me like this before. And, you know, in retrospect, so Clark, now Clark was like, you know, I don't know. It was just, I obviously was attracted to like, you know, the queerness that was in you. And I was yes. just all like, I obviously was attracted to that in you as well. And even though, you know, it was one of those sixth grade kind of situations and we only dated <laughs> for like two and a half weeks. Um, I just, I just, I just love that. You know, you always do manage to find ways to like find your tribe, you know, hopefully. No, it's like, I remember when I was in middle school and I knew I was gay. I just couldn't, Mm -hmm. I I knew I wasn't talking about Mm -hmm. it. There was a guy named Juan, W-A-N, and he wore like lots of neon, just like lots. I mean, cheekbones Uh for fucking days. And I remember just glomming onto Juan. Because yeah. I knew, and Juan didn't say anything, and I didn't say anything, but it's like... Yeah, uh-huh, you know? yeah, uh-huh. We got each other. And were you effeminate growing up? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, goodness. It's just like... And my dad tried to, like, shake that, get that out of me. He really tried to, like, get me in sports. I remember... I would always, like, I would always stand with, like, my hands, like, on my, like, not even on my hips, but, like, up on my waist. Like, I would put them, like, up on my waist like this, and I'd stand, like, arch my back, and he would always, like, walk up behind me and just, like, push my hands down. Like, don't stand like that. Like, don't stand like that. Like, stand up, like, straight, you know. Um, Stand up straight. Yeah, stand up straight. Hello. (laughs) And so, yes. um, yeah, yes. you know, I remember just always having so interesting. everybody and, and, and my parents, you know, growing up in a really religious household, you know, my mom's a reverend. I can, um, I have so many questions. So yeah, many my, questions, my, Jay. my grandfather, he, he was like, he did the, uh, like youth choir. He was like, you know, he like oversaw like the youth choir and like youth ministry. So like came from a family that was just like really heavily, um, involved in the church. So, you know, as someone who is so clearly, obviously queer from a very young age, um, I could tell they were just like, they wanted to protect me so bad from the outside world because, you know, it's just like, even though things have become so much better now, it's just like homophobia is just out there, you know? So regardless of the fact that they showed me love and were like nurturing, there was always this, it's almost felt like they were trying to like train and condition me for the outside world and be like, look, you almost should stop this behavior just to save yourself from like what may, you know, happen. And like, literally i just couldn't not be myself i've just always you know been just a very strong-willed person and yeah when i was younger i took like a lot of um bullying but i also like threw it back so it was just like it was like yeah i was very you know growing up i i remember being like i don't understand why these kids don't like me i feel like 
you know, for kids, a lot of times, you know, they're trying to take out their own insecurities on other kids. And when you don't, like, there would be moments where I'd be insecure about this or that. But then I was, I've always been observant enough. And like, this is something that I feel like a lot of like queer kids do. And especially like queer kids of color, like we love to read, like, you know, it's that sharp, like wit, like I, I will make an observation the same way that you're trying to make you know, an observation about me, pick out my weakness, pick out my insecurity. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing about you. But the thing that I have that you don't have is wit. And so I'm going to make it funny. And then people are going to laugh at you. And then you're going to feel that embarrassment. And I'm going to sit there and be like, see, you shouldn't have even tried it with me. And like, that's what it was, you know, like sharp kid, always like sharp and quick witted. So I was just even to teach, <laughs> I would even read my teachers. Like, and you they didn't. They would even laugh at themselves because I was just like, I remember one time, like my chemistry teacher was like trying to read something on the like the periodic table of elements, and she was like, she was like stuttering with the words, and I was like, sound it out. <laughs> she was able to laugh at herself, Mrs. Corcoran. Shout out to you. So you're telling me you were practicing your drag like in middle school elementary school oh yeah always oh my gosh i would read my older sister's boyfriends like i would let that i would let yeah i would let anybody have it if they wanted it (laughs) good transition because i really want to talk about rupaul's drag race for a second yeah i heard or i read that you auditioned five times before you got onto drag race for you know for season nine you auditioned Mm -hmm. five times yeah i auditioned five times what the hell I just believe in divine timing and everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, very spiritual. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really subscribe to like organized religion in, in any sort of specific way. I do lean into a lot of like the teachings of Christianity because obviously like that's where a lot of my roots come from. And I wish that people approach Christianity the way that my mom does because she approaches it from a place of love and that mm-hmm. the that for us as humans we should be of service to one another and the service that Absolutely. we owe one another is to just love one another and like that yes. is it but I'm like my my mom just gets it and she and she's like that's just my one mission is to go out there and be a service to other people and to love on them and to just love them. And I'm just all like, if every Christian were like my mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, this world would be such a better place. It would be, it would be night and day. Yeah. I wonder what it is about your mom that she was able to interpret the religion in this way. Cause a lot of people yeah. don't. I wonder what, what do you think it is? I don't know. I think it's just her heart. I think it's just who she is fundamentally. And I think that she sees like the flaws within organized religion and i feel like she wants to work from the inside out your mother sounds incredible oh she is so incredible she is literally like an angel walking among us how am i not meeting your mother today at some point i'm meeting your mother oh we have to we have to we have to meet your mother yeah she's absolutely impeccable i want to hear how she preaches what's her name marilyn marilyn Mm-hmm. But is it Reverend Marilyn? Yes, Reverend Reverend Marilyn Merrill. 
<laughs> right from <laughs> Meryl and Meryl. What, what has she seen you? Of course she's seen you do drag because she's seen uh-huh. you do drag in the audience of Drag Race. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's seen me do drag before. Her and my, before my dad passed away, they actually mm-hmm. um, came and saw a show that I did and um, I performed Whitney Houston's uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. So every time I hear that song, I just always think, and my dad didn't know uh-huh. about tip culture. So when I started getting tips, he was like, Marilyn, are they giving her money? <gasps> and she's like, yeah, I think so. And like, my parents, I like, look, I, I, they're, they're of, of my grandparents who like, you know, lived through the depression, everything like that. You know, yeah. there's a little money to be made, a little extra something, something to be made. They're like, hey, well, then that's a good hobby. Hello, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> take it. Right? They're like, oh, well, because like, you know, I'm sure my dad is counting the dollars like, I think she just made like $60 in three minutes, you know? <laughs> this is not a bad profession. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what, you know, and it was just so cute. That was such a great moment. I'm so glad that my dad got to see me um, perform while you still still here with us. Me too. That's very, very special. Okay. So you have a story. I don't even know it because I don't know it. I yeah, mean, um, Shay, tell me everything. This is a story about how my bespoke artisan tortilla chips almost led to a blazing home fire. We'll be back with Shea Coulee right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't, just don't. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I just want to take you um, back to um, the summer after seventh grade. Yes. Um, my sister, Michelle, she was working part-time at this like home goods store called Lecter's. I don't even think that. I, 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 I remember they closed while she's running. I don't, I don't even think that started. It sounds this. like Hannibal Lecter's. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yes. It, yes. Like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Lecter's. <laughs> um, and so I was home. <laughs> I was um, hungry, and so I, like, really wanted to make some nachos, but we weren't, we didn't have any um, tortilla chips. Okay. Um, And I was just all like, but, like, damn it, I was like, I really want some nachos. And so I was all like, okay, I know what I'll do. I took, because we had some, like, small, like, tortillas, took these tortillas um, took a, a pizza cutter, yes. like sliced them into eighths, um, drizzled a little oil on them. In seventh grade? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, were, you were very gay at a very young right, age, hello, my love. Right? I was like, I'm so, like, I was just like, I got this. Bitch, if, you're, then, if you are drizzling on tour, I don't even, <laughs> I mean, just like, I want, I'm going to give you like an apron. Come on. Come on. And I'm, I'm, I'm making this up because like, look, at this time, you know, we don't, I, it's not like we have smartphones to like go 
no. and like look this stuff up or anything like that. So in my mind, I'm just like piecing together things oh I've my seen God. my parents do and be like, this seems like the way I would make a tortilla chip. So I put the broiler on, on the oven. Stop. And so then I put the, the, the tortillas in there and then I'm like, okay, you know, I'll leave them in the broiler. They'll get like nice and like crispy. I don't know what happens. I'm pretty sure I was watching, um, making the video of Beyonce's baby boy. I, I got distracted. With you. And, and then I was just all like, oh my God, like, what is that smell? And I was like, oh, oh my God, like shit. I was, it's like, I'm making these tortilla chips. And then I go over to the oven and our kitchen was all white, all white counters with this like island in the center. Um, windows towards the back like a range oven and then like a uh, uh, refrigerator and then next to the refrigerator were um two stacked like ovens and so i had put it in like the little you know stacked ovens and like mm-hmm. so i i was like oh damn it they're like burned but as soon as i opened the oven this one little flame was like <gasps> and then it just woof, the whole Trey, everything was engulfed in flames and like black smoke is just billowing all over these white cabinets all over the kitchen. Like, and I'm, I literally run across the island to the sink to like grab the, the like extending faucet and like spray it all over the island into the oven to like put out the fire. Luckily I did. You but, did? Like, Yes, I did. I put out this fire, like literally shooting <laughs> across the island, uh, the faucet. And so, you know, the, the smoke alarm is going off. And like literally as this is happening, my friend at the time, Kyle, comes over, rings the doorbell to see if I wanted to like, you know, come over and like play basketball. Because, you know, I was I was also a little bitch at that time. I was going to say, um, I'm shocked by this. Yes, right? by this revelation. I know, I used, but I did like, and even though I was, I've always been this fan, I would still play basketball with like the neighborhood boys because I, I was like, whatever, I'll still do it. You get it. to hang <laughs> out with them in shorts, but. Yeah, hello, girl, you get it. Get invited to the sleepovers. Anyway. I mean, um, gotta get it where we can get it. <laughs> right, hello. Uh, and he comes over to see if I want to play basketball. And I'm just like, in, like, just cut to me opening my door, just like, sorry. But <laughs> I just almost burned my house down. And he's like, what? And I was like, there's just like, black everywhere all over my cabinets and he like comes in and he takes like one look at my kitchen and he's like yeah i think i gotta go home and <gasps> just like immediately leaves me there i'm just all like oh my gosh alone? what do i home alone and i'm just like looking at these cabinets like oh my god it's like what do i even do and then i feel like kyle leaves in no joke oh like 10 minutes later i hear the garage door go up and it's my sister michelle and she comes in and she's just all like, I'm just like, you know, beside myself, like crying. Just like, I'm like, I'm just like, they're going to kill me. Like, blah, blah, blah. And so she's just all like, okay, uh, go in the, she's like, go in the um, 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 garage and get a stru- screwdriver. We're going to take these doors. Like, we're going to take the cabinets off, take them out in the backyard. We're going to rinse them off. Okay. And then we're going to put them back up before oh dad God. gets home. Because dad is always the first one to get home from work. And so we do, we do all this. We take them off around the backyard, like hosing them, but like all this, like washing them, like getting everything. You know, dad comes home. He like immediately smells right. that there had been smoke. The fire. 
Right. He immediately smells it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say anything. Yes. And it just goes upstairs. And I'm like, okay, okay, work. Michelle, we got away with it. An hour later, mom comes home. She went, my mom's a Gemini. She comes in. She's just all like, <laughs> what is this? She's like, what is this smell? She's like, what happened? What happened? And we're all like, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, Will, Will, do you smell this? And like, so it's just this whole thing. And then, uh, like my parents will stop and they turn because Michelle was 18 at the time and they were like, Oh no. Michelle, were you smoking? <gasps> no, they turned and on she, Michelle. They turned on Michelle and Michelle like looks at me and she was just all like, Yeah, I was smoking in the garage and I think I just left the the no, screen door didn't. open. What? Michelle yeah, she's took like, the heat? Pun she took the heat from for me. you. Yeah, she, she literally took the what heat. What kind of she sibling? What kind of healthy sibling bullshit is this? What is wrong Loving, with you and this family? family where we like, yeah, right, where everyone what looks out fuck? for each other. Your sister took the took the heat and said she was smoking a cigarette to cover for your Betty Crocker yeah. ass. Yeah, she really did. She really, really did. I can't. I can't mm-hmm. with you. What is and still to this day, question. still to this day, they think Michelle was smoking in that house. Like Michelle got grounded for a week for that. You know, like Michelle is it, too nice. It's way too nice. Way too nice. But also, also two years previous, I did catch her in her room with a boy and I didn't tell. So you I didn't? feel like, no, I didn't tell. See, this is, see, we had each other's backs. Like that's how, you know, because it's just all like, I feel like, well, maybe not having each other's backs. Cause I feel like as siblings, you know that there will come that time where you'll have to be like, remember? Because, like, I didn't even have to say, it's like, she kind of looked at me and she's like, okay, I owe him I one. got you. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I got him on We're this one. even, but the next time, even. that's it. It's off. Exactly, exactly. Did you catch Michelle having sex in the room? No, they were just making out. All right, it's still bad enough. Oh, my God, yeah. I was, like, all, I was like 11, so I was just all like, ew! I was like, ew! my you animal! <laughs> well, on the show, most people want to call their mothers, but you wanted to call your best friend. Tell me, tell yes. me who she is, and tell me why. Okay, so this is my best friend, Tiger Lily. Like she, of anybody, like of any of my friends, she has known my mom and my sister the longest. Like my really? mom looks, yeah, my mom looks at Tiger Lily like she's like another one of her daughters. Like she literally wow. goes like. Yeah, um, like Tiger Lily, um, we she's just been my booze since like I was eighteen years old. So like she is one of my longest, longest friends, and so she's she's literally um, family. All right, let's call Miss Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Hello. It's a party on the Zoom. (laughs) Good old Tosh. That's what we call each other. Good old Tosh. (laughs) Tosh? Tosh. Yeah, that's our nickname for each other. (laughs) (laughs) Now, didn't you guys meet in college? Like, doesn't this go back to Columbia College, Chicago, early days? We sure did. We Uh met met in, well, we were both, well, Good old Tosh, good old Shea Coulee, as the world knows, um, started off as an actor 
and then costume designer. And that's how we met. We worked in the co- the costume shop at Columbia together and mm-hmm. we fell in love. <laughs> yeah. When we both started working in the costume shop, you know, the other designers, they were very serious. You know, they're yes, like, mm, yes. we're, we're, mm, we're costume designers. Anyway, she comes in. We all have these little like cubbies under these like drafted, these like uh, pattern tables. And she's yes. like, hey guys, so, um, uh, hi, just want to introduce myself. Um, I have this Hello Kitty mailbox and this Hello Kitty stationery. And so if you guys just want to like write me a note or something and leave it in you my know. mailbox, you know, just because so, that's like, what we do. Here. Exactly, exactly. And we, we, we write me- each other Sanrio letters. Exactly. That's what I did in college. Hello. (laughs) And I'm literally sitting there like, oh my God, this is the cutest thing ever. I cannot wait to like write her note. I was like, I better hurry up and do it before (laughs) her mailbox gets so full. Stop it. Um, (laughs) People wrote me notes. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I wrote her this one being like, hey, think you're super cool, really think we should hang out sometime outside of school, love chocolate lavender. And that's what I wrote. <laughs> like, that's why we'll like... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and, then, and like, were you going by chocolate lavender at the time? No, no, no. I don't even know what... I have no idea what inspired me to write it that was, because I was just all like... It's also, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm the only black designer in here, so I'm just going to put like some funny name. She'll obviously Yeah, you know. would clearly yeah, know who like, Chocolate Lavender is. is. <laughs> cut, cut to her walking in, finding the note, and me being like, okay, she's going to know. And then me... I was like doing this like fitting on this actor and I literally watched her read your note. Look at Who's everybody in the room. Like I could see the question mark and I'm really like, is she really going around looking at everybody in this room? There was only one then, chocolate lavender here and, and you know like who it comes, is. And then like she comes full circle and then like looks down Tiger. like at me, like yeah. across the table, and she's like, You're chocolate lavender. And I was like, Yeah, no. And then the rest is all like history. We were just like, from then on, we were just all like, I feel like it's good to find a best friend that you can be your weirdest, weirdest, weirdest well, self with. And yes, I think that that's we what we found with one another. And we were like, oh, perfect. I can totally be myself. You know, I think absolutely. that's the definition of a best friendship. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But Tiger Lily, you are still a designer. And didn't you design some of Shay's amazing outfits for Drag Race? Yes, mm-hmm. so I've done some stuff for Shay for Drag Race. Um, I feel like my my specialty are like headpieces. I love just, I mean, a crown on a queen. It's just mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. And I did Shay's yeah. uh, hot dog headpiece yes. on season nine, um, which Lady Gaga got to see, which was really <gasps> exciting. Um, yes. I did Shay's... Um, uh premiere look on season nine it was this like beautiful white like dress because mm-hmm. ingenues wear white um yes. you know? yes. <laughs> and it pulls the eye um mm-hmm. i did her uh prom queen look or well her headpiece on all stars but yeah was Shay different in college i mean i was crazy in college was Shay um, different in college I mean, than now you know what? Shay was what? always a star. I'm not even like trying to like gas her up or anything. Like when I met Shay, like I really 
Shay was my first artist friend. Like, Shay is a fine artist. Like, mm-hmm. could paint, draw. And that was something I admired wow. so much because, like, pen to paper, that is not my medium. Like, I I need to play and I need, like, physical dimension and stuff. And, yes. I mean, just seeing the way Shay painted, like, on paper. Like, we would do costume renderings, you know, draw out our little figures and stuff. And... I mean, it was like stick figures to the fucking Sistine Chapel. It wasn't even fair. Like, Shay, you know, and actually when I, I don't mean to be that person, but I got Shay like watching Drag Race in the first mm-hmm. place. What? And mm-hmm. so, no, yeah, no, so no. to Drag Race? Yeah. Yes. Stop it. Tell so, me. Tell so, me. it was selfish, honestly. Um, we used to, <laughs> when we worked in the costume shop together, we would always watch Project Runway. Everyone in the shop watched Project Runway. We'd all kiki about it in the shop that, during school and whatever. Right. And, you know, I wanted to watch Drag Race. No one watched Drag Race. So I was like, Tosh, you got to watch this show. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, these queens are amazing. They sing, dance, act, design, all this stuff like you can do all of this and do it better you know like i already knew like and i this was is your this you is a friend to have yes mm-hmm. and i was just and and actually you were like kind of dabbling in drag a little bit like not like full on but it, you know yeah, just it was, like it was looks. an interest uh-huh. yeah i mean you know just i play kind around of, mm-hmm. exactly experimenting at that point and then i think i think good old tosh was sick and then you know was binge watching drag race and fell in love with it and you know the rest is history mm-hmm. like, so you yeah. you were the gateway drug oh yes. yeah no she would no <laughs> oh, legitimately yes. was because she was like i see what these queens are doing on this show. And she's like, I feel like you can do this, but even better. She's like, I feel like you could do this show and win this show. And this was like, mm-hmm. before me even really starting to do yeah, drag. Yeah, this really- was like season two of the show. And I would be like, you're not just going to be on the show. You're going to like fucking run this show. Give it, you know, give us some time, you know. Hi, yeah. Lily. <laughs> Did you guys? I have to tell you, my best friends from Northwestern, which is where I went to college, are my best friends now. Okay. And I graduated in 1999. Mm -hmm. So, like, we Mm -hmm. go way the fuck back. Yeah. Uh Did you guys get in? Did you guys, were you guys wild together in college? Like, I feel like Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, nothing. I was like, college. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went to art school. Come on. Like, we you know, had so a lot weird. of fun in college. <laughs> okay, but one, I think one of my favorites was, like, post, like, just post-college. Um, there was this one night we were, like, out on this boat, you know? And, like, Tiger, she was having this moment with, like, this boy. And, like, her Ugh. and I, like, no joke. Yeah, like, not much. Her and I, no joke, polished off a handle of tequila between the two of us while yes. we walked while we walked around like down like um the lakefront and like just like talked while oh, she we just didn't like hide it either like oh, i just had a like, bottle in hand like just <laughs> she's just venting Blacked and out. i'm listening and i'm gassing her up i'm like yeah crying i'm like yeah i mean any of this I remember one time we were like, we got to stop for a second. And like, I don't remember what building it was. It was like something on Michigan <laughs> Avenue, but we literally like sat like in, cause you know how they have those big, like windowy, like display, <laughs> like that the posters are like in, but it's like deep, yeah. like enough for you to sit on. And we like sat there for probably 10 minutes 
still talking and like swigging this tequila and then walked <laughs> to Pilsen. Okay, we're gonna go to Los Camales. We're gonna get these. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some tacos. We're gonna get some horchata, and then we're gonna go back and we're gonna like watch Adele perform live at the Roseland Theater, and we're gonna cry some more, and we're gonna just like be like, boys aren't shit. Um, and I still, even though we were like hella almost blacked out, like her and I can still vividly remember going into Los Camales and like looking at the ladies who have definitely seen us there sober plenty of times before. Yeah. With the, they looked so terrified. concerned. They looked terrified <laughs> for us. Like, are like, are you guys? <laughs> Cause I'm sure she had like mascara tears. Like she, they were probably like, did they oh, just yeah. get robbed? My eyes were like, swollen <laughs> from crying. Because and some then, guy did you wrong and Shay's we, trying to make yeah, you feel I mean, better. Right? We finally, <laughs> we finally get out, we get our order and we are like crossing the street. We're holding the carrier and the horchata, like, it <gasps> unfolds, and the horchata no. just, like, fall through. <laughs> no. And, like, crash, no joke, just, right like, on the so sewer drain. into the sewer drain. And, like, <laughs> she lets out this blood-curdling scream like someone <laughs> dropped her first poor baby. Not and horchata! <laughs> What's next? At, like, <laughs> one in the morning. <laughs> you take my man. You take I'm my I'm sure somebody drink. walking home probably thought someone got stabbed. Yeah, for sure. And we were literally like two blocks away. We could have walked back, but I was like, no, it's too far. We have to go. (laughs) Can you still party like that, you guys? Because I can't. Hell no. Or if I even try, I need like a week. I need like a whole week and a vacation after it. To recover. I just just had a wedding the other day. I'm now just coming to like on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like to end every every episode with do you I wanna know why what you guys love most about each other? Oh it's like well, so hard that. like what is there what one thing i would say the the thing i love most that i that i most admire is shay is only in competition with shay like mm. shay's always trying to one-up themselves mm-hmm. and like that drive i mean we shay and i have gone through some serious life events together mm-hmm. and just seeing shay come out like so triumphant still on the other side Hmm. i mean it is a survival guide for me honestly so and so many other people but like you know i just i honestly like and shay when when shay wins everybody wins you know what i mean like who who can say that so many people get up to this high level of success and you know, they just forget who they are and whatever. But Shay is yeah. fucking grounded. And like, Shay. how can you be be a star and still be so down to earth? You know, it's like you get the best of both worlds with Shay. So it's something that's never left. And I'm just, you know, I'm so proud of Shay. Okay, wait, Shay, what do you love most? about this lily um i would say what i love most about um athena tiger my goddess is how cunning she is she she sees she (laughs) she has vision she 
I do. Is so intuitive and she has such a sense of knowing not only about mm-hmm. herself, but about other people. And she can see things in other people that they don't see in themselves. And she knows how to bring it out. She brings She's one of those people that genuinely brings out the best in other people. And that's such a rare mm-hmm. quality because um, she doesn't have to do that. No. Nobody has to do that. I don't. She, she I don't. really, she really feels joy in watching people um, live up to their own potential. Aw, thanks, Tish. <laughs> I'm just so happy we got to do this, and I hope you had fun. I really do. Oh, oh I had a I great had so time. Much Thank fun. you for having me. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. mother. Thank you for listening, my family. We hope you like what you heard. If you do, subscribe to us at Don't Tell My Mother. And please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us get this podcast out to more and more people. We love you so much. Follow us on the socials at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy. And just remember, our moms know how to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Condon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Hi, Mom. Hey, babe, how are you? Good. Um, I just, I just wanted to call you because I was recording this podcast and I was just talking about how amazing and fantastic you are. And I just wanted to call you and reiterate that. Oh, mom. Well, you know, I love you. You know, you're my number one girl. I love you so much. I'm just honored and so happy with the connection that we have. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.